to Libraryland Loves, a podcast from OLA. I believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, about the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Libraryland loves a lot. Hi, and welcome to Libraryland Loves. I am Michelle Arbuckle, the Director of Education and Member Engagement here at OLA. Libraryland Loves is produced bi-monthly, so don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Today joining us is Sarah Mueller. Sarah is the Director, Service Delivery, and City Centre Community Libraries and the new Central Library at the Calgary Public Library. Sarah completed her MLIS at the University of Western Ontario and for the past 10 plus years has held a number of different hats at Calgary Public Library, including Manager of the Humanities and Local History Department, Manager of Information Services, and Manager of Service Planning. Sarah serves as the Vice Chair for the Calgary Heritage Authority and participated in the Century Homes Project, which won the Governor General's Award for Community Programming. She is passionate about the ways in which public libraries transform lives and build community. And this past week, I got to meet Sarah in Calgary and she gave me a sneak peek at the new Central Library in Calgary. I also got to meet the entire leadership team out there, and let me tell you, they all blew my mind, so look forward to future discussions with pretty much all of them, because I really just want to open up their brains and find out what's going on in there. They're all pretty fantastic. But today, we are going to speak with Sarah about what she considers to be the top five things about their new library. And before we, th- we do that, why don't we get to know her a little bit? Hello, Sarah. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. And I'm sorry uh, for those who can tell, Sarah's joining us by phone because last week we couldn't make the microphone work. So yay, technology. Yay, technology. (laughs) We're making it work today. So before we get started, Sarah, do you want to tell us a little bit about, I'm actually fascinated by this answer because I can imagine that you could go on for 30 minutes just with this question, but what do you do all day? (laughs) (laughs) Well, these days, it's a real mix of things. I am speaking to you for the first time from my new office in the new Central Library. We moved offices today, so over the weekend. And so it is a great pleasure to be in the building, um, this building that we're so excited to open on November 1st. Um, What do I do all day? Well, right now it's a real mix of things. It's creating sort of a huddle meeting every morning, really to decide what are the priorities for the day, what's happening in the building, what are the spaces that we need to make sure we don't go in, what are the spaces we need to make sure certain things are happening. So it's a real mix of that. But at the same time, I'm responsible for a couple of community libraries. And so it's having a sense of the programs and services that are taking place there. Yesterday, I took my two young daughters to a massive event on Thanksgiving Day, uh, along with one of our partners, WordFest, where we hosted a big extravaganza uh, celebrating Calvin and Hobbes. And so it was uh, for families, there was story times, there was fake snowball fights inside the building and real snowball fights outside the building, because Mm -hmm. yes, it is October, but it has snowed here in Calgary already Mm -hmm. quite a bit. It sure has. Um, And it was a great event. So a real mix of things, but uh, never boring, especially right now. Excellent. All right. So we've got, you've got a top five list. I've, I've seen it. Is it a ranked list or is it just a straight up one to five? 
Oh, you know, it's one to five, but really I have a one to 20 list, <laughs> but I'll stick with the top five and then maybe sneak in a few along the way because there are so many things to love about this beautiful new building. Absolutely. All right. So let's start with number one. Number one is the archway. Uh, the opening welcoming point of this building um, is really reminiscent of a Chinook arch, which is a uniquely Calgary phenomenon. Um, it can be minus 40 one day and then it can be plus 15 the next in the middle of the winter here in Calgary. Yes, it's true. Snow can melt in the middle of winter. And so this archway space is beautiful. It um, is covered in western red cedar and it really just welcomes everyone in. It makes you feel like you're being embraced by a a warm hug before you enter this beautiful building. It also is really neat because it is this connection point between the East Village in Calgary and the West Village in Calgary. Uh, the East Village was sort of a, a derelict part of the city for many years, and uh, Calgary Municipal Land Corporation has been working really hard over the past decade to revitalize it. And the new central library, as many central libraries have been um, in cities across North America, the new central ri- library really is a place for uh, that revitalization. It's a connection and it's going to be this great library uh, not only for the entire city but also really for the 11,000 residents of the East Village and so that archway really is the first thing you see and that welcoming point to the building. I mean I have to say um, for those listening that we're likely going to put this uh, pod on when the library has just opened um, in early November but as of right now, I have a million pictures on my phone that I cannot share with anyone because they've been embargoed by by the city, by you guys, by your architects, which I totally understand. Um, but literally half of those photos are just of the archway. I was showing them to my family over Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, I can't get over the feeling of when you first come into that space. And it's true, you, you know photographers are going to have a heyday in you know entering the library space but but I really liked the um, I think it was your mayor and your CEO was mentioning the the idea that when you walk into the library you have that feeling this is for me and I think I, I, I agree I think that everyone is gonna feel that way you know if not more you know, it's so true. And, you know, actually, Michelle, you're referencing the Oculus, which is my second favorite thing on my oh, top five list. All right. Because the archway is on the outside. It's before you even get in the door. And then Good my Lord. second favorite thing is the Oculus. Okay. Um, it really is a beautiful oval skylight. It brings in natural light. And what I love about it is that it changes um, the feel of the space really on a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day basis by the light that it reflects and lets in. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone who walks in the door, you're right, the mayor says that people will walk in the door and be amazed at the beauty of the building and then realize that it's a building that's for them. So it's about the city's investment in the potential of its citizens, Mm -hmm. saying we believe that when we create this amazing space and these amazing programs and services and resources for you, the sky's the limit with what you'll be able to do. Um, So the Oculus is amazing. I had this one really defining moment when I was uh, during construction when I was the the scaffolding was up and so it just had started coming down as they finished sort of the construction project finished the interior millwork and we could see the skylight for the first time and it was covered in snow it was mm-hmm. in the depths of winter and then all at once all the snow slid off and the bl- bright blue sky was revealed and it was an incredible moment and everyone in the city is going to see and feel that 
Fantastic. All right. So we're at number three, I believe. Yeah. Number three is has to be the children's area. So it's a full body playground. It's a place where kids can climb, swing, really, and imagine. And it takes early learning to a whole new level. Calgary Public Library has really been focused on early learning in the last four years. We have 90,000 kids under the age of five here, which is incredible considering mm-hmm. our population. And we've installed early learning centers in, in over 10 of our libraries now. Uh, soon to be 11, uh, when our Seton Library opens, we have a full-size fire truck in our old central library that will move to a community center. We have a full-size helicopter um, that used to be a rescue mountain helicopter um, that will go into is in our Seton Library that opens January 19th. And then some great early learning centers in other other parts of the city, including an outdoor playground. But really, this one at the new central library is sort of the penultimate early learning center. We trialed and tested in all of these community libraries, and so this is incredible. It is unlike anything uh, you've ever seen, and it really is going to be a destination for families, especially in those cold winter months. So there's a few things that I love about these the children and the teen spaces that I just want to highlight. One of, and this isn't restricted to the children's area, but this is where it kind of came up, was this idea of how you all took um, ideas like furniture, for example, and prototyped them on a smaller scale in your community libraries to figure out what was going to work best in the central library. I, I just, I love this idea of of prototyping and and being really methodical about those types of decisions. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, it was a really big part of our plan for the new central library and really sort of a way to invigorate our system, but also make sure that everything in the library system wasn't just about the new central library. We are a library system of soon to be 21 locations. And so it was really important to us that the entire community felt connected to this. And a part of that was trialing and testing these programs and services that we had intended for the new central library in all of our community libraries so that the innovation of the new central library also was spread throughout the entire organization and the entire community. So um, we had lots of trialing and testing in community libraries of different sorts, create space, um, bonus holds, uh, all sorts of programming, math quest, um, questionarium, early learning centers. There's all of these different things that we've trialed and tested in different ways. And all of that learning comes forth in the new central library. We've been really fortunate and we were able to renovate all of our community libraries in advance of New Central Library opening. So the goal is that people come to the New Central Library to see this beautiful new building, but that it also then drives them back to their community libraries because often your library um, your library time is in your community and in your own neighborhood. So it was really important to us to have that continued connection. Absolutely, that's fantastic. All right, number four the TD Great Reading Room. Mm. So I always like to put these two together. Um, As libraries become busier, noisier spaces uh, with children and families, which is what we want, we recognize and we hear from our patrons that there still is a need for that quiet space, that place where silence is a service. And that's the TD Great Reading Room. Um, We had to almost fight with our architect about it. He didn't want to put in a great reading room. He felt like it was too traditional. But we hear from our community that there's still is a need and a desire for that. And as we renovate community libraries, we try and create more of those quiet spaces. 
spaces. And the um, TD Great Reading Room at the New Central Library is, is incredible. Um, all of these beautiful wooden tables with individual lights, um, a place where you can really work individually but around other people, which is pretty unique. Um, we also have beautiful shelves, millwork shelves that surround the space, and, and they're going to be filled with stories of the book vignettes that really honor the history and tradition of libraries and the importance of the written word. So it will be early children's uh, books from children's illustrators, um, early primers, those Dick and Jane novels that, that children learned uh, used to learn how to read. Um, as well as a history of the library itself. Um, and then a section of vignette really dedicated to oral traditions of our Indigenous cultures and that transition that's slowly being made towards more print materials um, that represent Indigenous history and experiences. So it will be a space of inspiration and, and quiet and contemplation. I love that phrase, and I'm sure it's been said before, but it's really the first time I'd I'd heard it repeated so frequently among all of your colleagues and your CEO, silence as a service. It's mm-hmm. it's such a key idea that is paid, you know, you've paid such close attention to that idea in the building, in the way that this space is protected from those other spaces. Um, you haven't mentioned yet, but the idea of how um, uh, what's the idea that when you enter the, the level of fun <laughs> starts oh, on the, the first the level goes from fun to serious there you go yes so this yeah, is up towards the more I mean, serious end all that fun and activity takes place on the lower levels that's where the children's area is um, and but the building gets a bit more serious um, and contemplative as you rise up through the building so it's a nice way to sort of think about it and and you're right about that attention to detail and different levels of service we uh, when I used to run the design department we created a plan for innovation that was many of the programs and services that we trialed and tested at um, community libraries And that plan for innovation really looked at a couple of different lenses. It looked at the different audiences that would come through the space, but it also looked at dwell time, how long we expected people to dwell in different spaces, and then activity level, how noisy and busy each of the different programs and services that we envisioned would be. And so we wanted to make sure that there was a real balance throughout the building. And I think um, the design team did a fantastic job of ensuring that there really was something for everyone in this building. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reading room, I mean, it's honest to goodness, such a space that that it's kind of it's the kind of space that you imagine or what you see a library in movies like it just has that vibe of an old timey library. It really does. Like like when you see a, a university library in a movie or something, which isn't to say that's bad. It's great that you've paid attention that that's a service that the community needs. And the space is just so welcoming and a lovely area to just sit and be quiet and do you know get done what you need to get done absolutely all right so that brings us to number five all right, so number five is Indigenous placemaking. Mm-hmm. So for the library, we did a lot of work in community engagement early on in this process. But I would say that we didn't engage with Indigenous communities in a sort of purposeful, intentional way um, that we should have. And so when we were preparing to open this building a couple of years ago, and with all the work that's happening with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, we knew that we needed to do something. It was incredibly important to us as an organization. And so we were 
worked with the Indigenous Placemaking Council of Canada and uh, came up with a, a collaborative process that really connected the library uh, in a new way to the Indigenous communities that surround us and the Treaty 7 nations. And so we really wanted to ensure that everyone feels when they walk in the door that this building is for them. We want everyone to feel, I welcome, I belong, and I matter. And so uh, the very first thing that you see when you walk in the doors of this building beyond the Oculus is this beautiful welcome wall to your left that's going to have a collaborative mural um, that represents uh, the past, the present, and the future of uh, our Indigenous history and communities uh, in this area. And it's uh, unique because we have an artist, a Blackfoot artist, we have an artist from the Sutina Nation, and an artist from the Stony Nakota and so for us, it really is that collaborative piece that ensures that everyone feels welcome. Mm-hmm. We also have right at the top of that oculus, the top of the feature stairs, there's going to be a bison sculpture. It's called Education is the New Buffalo. And it is a metal sculpture made out of uh, words in indigenous dialects um, that are create the shape of the buffalo bison itself. And so really two very key places in the building that will recognize the sort of sacred traditional land that the library sits on. Uh, New Central Library in Calgary is in uh, the East Village, which is right by where the Bow River and the Elbow River meet, the convergence of two rivers. And so many, many thousands of years of history of gathering, of fellowship, of trade, and of peace here. And so it was really important and significant to us that that was reflected in the building itself. And I was the right thing to do and the thing that we did as soon as the library got possession of the building and received the keys from the construction partners and the project managers was host a pipe ceremony and blessing for the building with our elders guidance circle and the indigenous artists for the indigenous placemaking initiative and it was a perfect way to begin in this new building. Absolutely. I think that's so lovely. I also am really interested in the elders guided circle that that you'll have going on. Mm-hmm. It's been a real, um, something we heard was a real need from our communities. All of our work with our Indigenous communities and, and our programs and services really have been in response to um, what our Indigenous service design leads and staff members are hearing is uh, a need in the community. And so one of those spaces is the Elders Guidance Circle. So it's a room that also is an opportunity for Indigenous placemaking. Um, So we have furniture, we have a table that's being created that has rocks and stones that are representative and from each of the um, nations represented in Treaty 7, as well as chairs that have the Pebbleton blankets um, from each of the, that are selected by each of the elders in our Elders Guidance Circle. And the Elders Guidance Circle is a space that's up in our Calgary's history, uh, our Calgary story area. Um, And Calgary story is sort of local history. Uh, And it is recognizing that history started a long time before the city began. And so the Elders Guidance Circle is a perfect location for that. And there's programs and there's services that will allow uh, sort of urban Indigenous uh, patrons to connect in with elders from Um, their various nations and communities. So we're really um, excited about offering those programs and services and those opportunities to connect in with elders. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's really important, I think. Um, Another 
thing that you're offering, which I love and hope that more people do, is um, is providing air purifiers in your bookable meeting spaces so that smudging is possible in those spaces. Yeah, that's something that we are working through. We have purchased a couple of um, mobile sort of air purifiers that the idea is that one can move around in New Central and one can be available for community libraries so that we don't need to take the fire system offline in order to um, allow for smudging mm -hmm. when community groups want to book our spaces. So uh, we're still working through the logistics and the testing and trialing of those, but we thought it was a unique, innovative solution to some of the challenges that come in these sort of older or even new buildings with um, HVAC systems and particle-based systems that can be challenging and we don't want to set off an entire alarm system for um, a smudging that doesn't seem like a very good experience no. but we want to make sure that those spaces are available and accessible for those types of activities so stay tuned that's great I know you're at number five but there's one more that I feel like we have to sneak in because it's one that I just love and I was just reading over my notes and I, I just I love the mom stairway can you talk oh. about that <laughs> Yes, the mom stairway. So I will say that um, we have been very fortunate in Calgary. This project was fully funded, a large investment by the city of Calgary, and then support from the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation. But our Calgary Public Library Foundation has done an amazing job of um, of really a campaign, the add-in campaign, to add funds to support the library programs and services, but also the future of the library system. Many of the gifts have come along. They're in their legacy gifts. They're in people's wills, and so they'll allow sort of long-term um, support for the library system. But one of the cool spaces in the new central library is right at the prow, um, and it's the mom's stairway. And one of our donors, uh, she grew up in a very rural area where she did not have a close connection to a library it was quite far away and so her mother created a library under the stairs for her her siblings and friends and family in the community and it was a place for reading a place for books and so she wanted to name this stairway in the library which is a beautiful feature stairway mm -hmm. right at the top um, in honor of her mother and of all caregivers who support children to learn how to read it's so lovely. I can't wait to come back with my family and and make everyone honor me on that stairway. I will I will demand that. <laughs> well, we that. can't wait to open the open the doors and to welcome the public in. That's the thing that I'm most excited for in this building is to see how people choose to use these spaces and these programs and services and collections. It's yeah. um, you know, you do all this planning and all this thinking and trialing and testing, but really it comes down to seeing how the community makes use of this beautiful new space mm -hmm. that really is for them. Absolutely. It's so true. I can't wait to see it. I'm not even there, but I'm excited for you to see that. So I hope that uh, you fill us in and and Sarah will be presenting a session at the Super Conference this year. So you can go to that and learn all about the ways that they um, came about the design of the building and, and ask her all the questions that you want. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your thoughts with us today. It has been great to chat with you. Um, it's always interesting to hear about how library spaces come to be and everyone does this so differently. So it's great to hear all of these different features and lessons. Uh, Calgary's new central library is definitely an experience not to be missed. I would encourage all library land listeners all of library land in general to go and take a look through the space when it opens it's on november 1st is that right sarah 
November 1st, 2018, and we are so excited to welcome you and would be happy to give anyone in library land a tour. Fantastic. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Michelle. That's all the time we have for this edition. If you have questions or comments on our show, drop us a line at the contact us section of our website at accessola.com. And we'll have links and photos from this episode up on the site. Please visit us on Twitter at onlibraryassoc. I know the worst handle in the world. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash accessola. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And please tell a friend about us. Thank you. 